the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy hump day to all y'all out there. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Hey, special night tonight because my favorite congressman is going to be back with us. Congressman Andy Biggs is going to be here. It's Wednesday. So my buddy Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, is going to be here to give you his thoughts on... Uh, I sound almost too good to, in too good a mood to tell you all that uh, the financial thought doctor is going to be here to talk about uh, the highest inflation we've had in 40 years. But you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that and all the other hot topics we've got to bring to you guys on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you here with me. 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in on any topics of the day. And before I go any further, I got to bring in the man. Y'all know who he is. It's DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous Potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Here we are. The night before SCOTUS makes the ruling. Uh, who knows how that insanity is going to shake out? Well, we'll see uh, what Congressman Biggs thinks about that. He's going to be here to weigh in. Yeah, interested on, on that opinion. Yeah, on fraud Fauci. He's going to be weighing in on his predictions of, of what he thinks might happen with SCOTUS as well as uh, the aftermath of SCOTUS, because I predict regardless of what happens from the Supreme Court on the OSHA mandate or even that on the CMS, I predict that the mandates are going to be here to stay um, in one way, shape or form, except possibly in the state of Florida. Um, so much to get into tonight. You know, I, I went to, to get on uh, Twitter um, I don't spend a whole lot of time on Twitter, but somebody was adding me there um, having to do with with some statements that Trump made. And so I, I went and log in and I see hashtag Quinnipiac is trending. And then all of a sudden that was replaced with some actor who I don't even remember who the actor was. I was like, wait a second. Quinnipiac was trending and now it's not. Oh, it just must be on on Twitter in regards to the Quinnipiac polling numbers that are out today. I think I said it yesterday or the day before that one of the reasons why Biden went down to Georgia and spewed what even Democrats are calling today. I think it was Al Sharpton who even said that the speech Joe Biden gave that was so hate filled in regards to pushing what they're referring to as the voting rights legislation was the go to H E double L speech. I mean, it was just terrible. And that's all that was Joe Biden's way of overcompensating for the fact that we are in Biden's Biden's way right now. The economy is so bad. We've still got a border crisis going on. The only play they have is to push through the cultural Marxist movement, a takeover of our as fast elections as possible. Yeah. To, at the takeover of our elections, and now we see Quinnipiac is trending. Get a load of some of these number skins. When it comes to Biden's approval, he right now he is at 33% job approval. 33%. And y'all know one of the reasons why I rarely pay any attention to polls is because they're so skewed. They're either push polls, they're done by most polling outfits, or doing everything they can to pump up, to prop up the Democrats, right? I think they do a plus six. Of, of polling of Democrats to try to sway it. So 33% means he's probably somewhere around 20-something percent. 
of approval rating. Which means nobody is approving of what this guy does. Right. Well, there's still there's still probably 25%. You got to wonder, well, who are the 25%? That's got to be the Jeff Bezoses, right? That's got to be your billionaires that that profited, your Pfizer CEOs, right? Your your, you know, your deep staters. That's who's behind that. Uh, among Democrats in November, so he's he's peeling Democrat support without having to go into all these numbers. When it comes to specific to the economy, today we are finding out that we are, are have the worst economic numbers, worst inflation in over 40 years. It's only going to get worse. I've got some shocking information for you guys that I'm going to be sharing later on when Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, is here. But when it um, comes to the economy, uh, only 34% approve, 57% disapprove. You, again, you have to ask yourself, who's the 34%? Approving of this guy economically, but 57% disapproval of Americans is shockingly bad. Well, and that's why, Andrea, they want to pass this election reform like right. right here, right now, because they know if the election were held tomorrow, he's gone. Well, right. They know that they can't sell. What, what's happening with the economy right now is by design. It's absolutely by design because Donald Trump had, and even during the, even during COVID, even during the lockdowns, we didn't have the kind of economic devastation we've gotten out. Not even close. The only shortages we had on the shelves during the Biden, during the Trump was because of people at a panic running around hoarding up toilet paper. We didn't have the kind of empty shelves that we've got right now. And I know that the, the left-leaning media outlets are trying to say, oh, this has to do with, you know, this surge or whatever. No, it doesn't. Uh, they cannot sell their ideology and their agenda with truth, with facts, with um, a, 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 a record of success. The only thing they can do is lie, push out lies through their mainstream media, try to control us through these COVID, um, ridiculous COVID, you know, response tactics to try to manipulate it and control us, and then to try to seize control of the um, uh, of the elections. What I do want to say, though, um, before I get shift gears into into what's going on with the election and some disturbing comments made by Mitch McConnell, I do want to say. That when asked about 2024, um, nearly six in 10 Americans, 59 to 33 percent, say they would not like to see Donald Trump run in 2024, um, which is kind of similar to in October 2021. And Republicans uh, who say they do want to see Trump run in 2024 has dropped from 78 percent to 69 He's not coming out and speaking about what we what he needs to speak about, Andrea. I mean, we've said that off, you know, since since the uh, just the last couple of months. Well, what what he's doing is, and I understand, and this is not. I've gotten some emails from people. No, we that, love Trump. We love Trump. This is this is not to Trump bash. What this is doing is to give him some tough love because if you want Trump to win in twenty twenty four, he needs to he needs to go back to being the man who came down the escalators in twenty fifteen and right. and brilliantly read the room. He understood the pulse of uh, of took the pulse of America. He understood what the woes were. He he felt the pain of the American people and he expressed it. And with the uh, hashtag build the wall, with the lock her up and um, and all of it, and lock her up wasn't just specific to Hillary Clinton. And now he's taken a tact of going so far in wanting to tout his success in terms of the shots that he's making some missteps on the campaign trail. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because I don't want to turn my show into Trump bashing, but it's about the reality of the situation as we go into 2024, as we go into 2022, and as we go into 2024. And uh, today he went so far as to bash uh, Ron DeSantis and other elected officials who were refusing to state 
their their shot status. And one of the reasons why is that it's nobody's business. Uh, that and and another reason why is because when you every time you do that, it's uh, it, uh, um I don't and, and the time I have left. How do I how do I explain this? Um, we've got to stop. Our elected officials need to stop um, constantly making um, somebody's health and whether or not somebody gets sick uh, so much an obsession in this country. You know, there's a perfect word. It's become an obsession. It's it's literally become an obsession to where doctors in in San Francisco, which is not hard, is hardly conservative are saying, look, this obsession with avoiding catching a cold, um, getting tested constantly. And then if you get tested thinking that you're automatic, that a case positive case means a casket has people over uh, on top of these overly stringent responses by the Biden administration has our hospitals struggling. We've got staff shortages and then we've got an influx of people who have no business coming to the hospital. So there's reasons why somebody might go, I'm not going to every time I come to the microphone, talk about whether or not I've gotten the shot. How about I talk about this issue here? How about I talk about what's going on with my constituents over here? There's other things to focus on, right? And, you know, when we are looking at this complete devastation of our country at the Biden administration from the border crisis, from what happened with foreign policy, from what's happening with with our energy sector and how we've gone from being energy independent to rely now on, on foreign uh, energy sources. Uh, Trump had us at a place to where we were restoring manufacturing in this company country. It, it, I, I don't want to hear about our ports being opened up. It's more important to me that we create economic conditions on the ground that has people not having having us not have to rely on imports in this country. There's so much that Trump can be talking about in terms of well, look what he did for African Americans and other minorities in this country with the economic tax easing of taxation and most importantly easing of regulations that created the lowest unemployment in the history of this country for African-Americans and Asian-Americans. We don't need to have everything be all day, every day, uh, pushing out this constant need to obsess over what everybody is now saying, even Fauci, uh, Omicron, as being nothing more than a bad cold for for most people, to the point where even Biden administration and the CDC is saying over at least 75% of those who've died have at least four comorbidities. And and that's the Biden administration now starting to ease off on some of this stuff because they see the devastation, not because they care about the devastation to hospitals and to industries, but because of how it's reflecting to them and their polls. Um, yeah, I know we've got, um, we've got um, Congressman Biggs is coming up next. I was going to get into some of this stuff with the election, but I think what I'm going to do is take a break. And uh, I'm going to address Mitch McConnell uh, in some of his comments later. But we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk to Congressman Andy Biggs. We're going to get his take on SCOTUS. We're going to get his take on uh, Fauci and more when we come back. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, I was talking about Trump's Trump's successes, so many successes in, in his presidency and the polling numbers as well of what's going on 
uh, with Biden administration, how Trump's losing a little bit of support. He is going to have, and I think it's because of some of his comments on the vaccines, but he is having a major rally this weekend in Arizona, who's going to be attended by our favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, who joins me now to talk about Fauci and SCOTUS and all the hot topics of the day. Hello, my favorite congressman. Hello, Andrea. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Um, So, um, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot with Trump, but, you know, Ann Coulter was trending on Twitter today. Um, A lot of people, uh, you know, uh, Quinnipiac has a poll out that Trump has lost about 7% support from Republicans for 2024. And a lot of people are saying it's some of his comments on these shots. It's not, there's nothing wrong with being pro shot, but they're hoping the president Trump is going to come out harder against the mandates because the tyranny coming across this country with these mandates is destroying industries. It's, you know, pushing back on our freedoms today. DC has announced that they're about to start imposing shot requirements for people to go indoor. And, um, I want to pick your brain on that and where you stand on the issue. Well, I am totally against mandates and and have been fighting those from day one. Actually, early on, I think you and I probably talked early on, I I always said a mask mandate, uh, and this was quaint back then. We were just talking about mask mandates about a year and a half, two years ago. Mm -hmm. I said that will be a sign of authoritarianism, and that's why you have to push back on mask mandates. And and it's just been creeping and creeping all along, everything from, oh, it's just two weeks to, 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 to flatten the curve, and then everything changed. Mm-hmm. Everything has changed and um, and has evolved slowly but surely to give more authority to this to the government. And um, so I am 100% against mandates. And um, I'm going to continue to stand up against them. And um, that's, that's just the way it is. Well, yeah. And today, I think, is it Bernie Sanders is going to introduce some bill to try to force not just mask mandates nationally, but they'd be N95 masks and everybody's going to have them sent to our homes. You know, um, you know, Fauci himself said, look, Omicron is going to touch everybody. It's spreading. But doctors across this country and even Fauci himself was forced to admit that this is really for most people. It's just a cold. And, you know, um, nobody wants anybody to get sick. But, you know, we've got to get back to normal in this country. And, you know, we've got to stop. And it's not viable, nor does it make sense from a science standpoint that everybody's going to have to have their arm out every six months and be jabbed in order for us to live our lives. And I'm hoping what we're going to hear at the rally this week with President Trump is more of that kind of language. If you want to get the shots, they're available to you, um, but you shouldn't have to be forced to have it so that you can keep your job, so that your child can go to school. And if we're at a place to where COVID positive Healthcare workers who have gotten the jab can go on the job, but healthy COVID negative healthcare workers who haven't been jabbed can't work. We've gone off into crazy town. What do you expect to hear from SCOTUS tomorrow? You want to make a prediction? Um, yeah, I guess I do. I'm I'm really concerned because I'm afraid that they're gonna. I don't I don't know how uh, jurisprudentially they can do this. I, I don't know how what kind of legal logic they can do it. But I think. I think they're going to uh, try to play Solomon here and split the baby and say, yeah. you know, OSHA, you don't have any authority for a company, a private company with over 100 employees. You just can't do that. Uh, you can't impose that kind of mandate. And at the same time, uh, it would break my heart, but it wouldn't surprise me if they said, you know, but we're going to. And I don't know how, you, again, I don't know how you legally uh, provide consistency here, but you say, well, healthcare workers, right. uh, you can be mandated. I, I, just, I just don't know how that works. But, but I mean, when you listen to Sotomayor and, and Breyer and Kagan with some of their crazy comments, uh, you just think, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's like, well, these guys, 
<laughs> they don't know what really what they're doing. They, well, and, <laughs> they, I, I'm old enough to remember a time, Congressman Biggs, where I couldn't understand any of the transcripts coming out of the Supreme Court case, you know, um, oral arguments, because it was so much genius legalistically going back and forth in legal jargon. Now I got to hear crap from Sotomayor with lies <laughs> that 100,000 kids are in hospitals on ventilators. This is supposed to be their best and brightest legal minds out there. It's like, I'd rather go watch Judge Judy. I mean, that's insane to me, right? Um, you know, I, I yeah. think Steve Harvey's got a new uh, court c- show coming out that's probably got greater legal expertise on it than that. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it's going to end up back at the states. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily make me feel better because I don't want tyranny at any level. And that's why I'm grateful we've got you in the Freedom Caucus, you know, fighting for our freedoms. Um, I'd like to ask your 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 take on, on Fauci and these hearings, what have gone on um, with him the past few days. Well, I think it's reprehensible. I mean, uh, uh, I think I think Fauci embarrassed himself every which way. I, I think Roger uh, Roger Marshall from Kansas, Senator from Kansas, was asking questions that I think are relevant mm-hmm. and important. You know, like if you're if you are receiving some kind of personal uh, monetary gain uh, by uh, the policies you inform the president to enact. You, you've got a conflict of interest, and that mm-hmm. needs to be disclosed. And I think that was—I think those were fair questions. And I think Fauci embarrassed himself. If I don't—I don't think he, you have to have shame. You have to be able to feel shame to be embarrassed. And I don't think he can. <laughs> yeah, but, that's a good point. But, and, I, and, I, and I think that that Ron—I uh, mean, excuse me—Rand was was doing a, a, a great job too. Rand Paul. Um, and and here's the deal: if I want to hear about credible uh, medical advice, I'll go to a guy who practices still. And uh, in, in Dr. Paul, mm-hmm. if I want to know how to infest a, a beagle with sand fleas, I'll go with Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Ouch. I think Fauci felt that smack across his face from all the way across the country. That was awesome. Um, look, uh, you know, it's it's shocking to me every time I see him sit down at a microphone that this is our highest paid federal employee. Oh, geez. it's unbelievable. And yeah, um, I think Adam Angievsky from from Open the Books is is trying to get to to uh, to get the information made public to the American people as to his contract, what he's allowed to do, whether or not he's even allowed to be doing all these public appearances, all these interviews. Is is is, is publicity actually a part of his job? How much he's been paid uh, from you know. Um, backdoor deals or whatever with Pfizer, Moderna, or any of these. We have a right to know as the American people when we've got some unelected bureaucrat with this level of power over us. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's it's astounding. And he's got some parachute where I guess he's going to be able to be making three fifty a year on retirement. Um, this guy has been wrong. He's been caught in lies. Um, I loved how Rand Paul busted him on how he, you know, was coordinating a publicity attack on actual doctors and actual scientists that signed on the Great Barrington Declaration who have said from the beginning that lockdowns were not going to work to stop the spread, and they were correct. These doctors and scientists would have been correct every step of the way. Fauci has been wrong every step of the way. He should have already been fired, shouldn't he? I I've, I started calling for his fi- uh, firing uh, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt the first lie, um, the first go-back, let's just say, the first thing he said was, and I heard him say it. He said the the worst thing you can do in a in a an epidemic is to wear a mask because yeah. we have to, we have to get people you know they're going to get sick and we're going to get herd immunity. I mean, he was talking about that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The very yeah. the very next month, he says, "Oh, everybody's got to wear a mask." That, yeah. You know, we demand a mask, and that's when I said, "This guy is a liar." There's somebody pulling his chains, and and we we can't trust him. He needs to go, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, he has been wrong. And then at the same time, I was talking to docs who have you you have said. They turned out to be right all along. I mean, whether it's Dr. Scott Atlas, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. J from Stanford. I mean, you know, there were a lot of guys and gals I talked to, the doctors, who were telling me, well, you know, we think this will work. We think this will work. Here's a study here. And um, they were providing me with studies to look at. And and so I, I they've been right. They've been right all along. And, and uh Fauci has been wrong every every which way. Yeah, and you know who else has been right is the founder, uh, the creator of the technology of the MRA, mRNA vaccine, Dr. Malone, yes. who has said that it was a humanitarian crisis in the making to force these shots into children. They should only be given to those at the highest risk. And then, um, you know, um, he was you know removed from YouTube and Twitter. Um, I, I think his interview, though, with Joe Rogan got 44 million views. So they're trying to stop the truth from from being out there. Um, Fauci, you know, is as much a doctor to me and has a much, much business um, dispensing medical advice about what what people should be doing with their bodies as Hillary Clinton. You know, I mean, honestly, when was the last time the man put a stethoscope on anybody? Um, Got to shift gears, though, over to the January 6th commission. We're talking to my favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, out of Arizona. This January 6th commission, um, talk about out of control. I mean, it, it's so blatant that they're not doing it, that this is not about trying to get to the heart of the matter. Otherwise, they would be as curious about the FBI's in, in, in involvement and the violence as Ted Cruz was. Um, your yeah. thoughts on what's going on there? Well, it's it, I, nobody ever thought it was going to be a, um, a, a, you know, a, a, an objective investigation. First of all, they don't have authority to do this kind of investigation. This is this is a law enforcement investigation. Um, there's no constitutional authority for that kind of oversight, and the, the court cases are pretty clear on that. But then the, now they're going after everybody, the, everybody that's sitting in Congress. And so the question has always been, when you start going to members of Congress and going uh, towards your, uh, your colleagues, are you going to subpoena them? Are you going to file ethics complaints against them? How are you going to enforce your illegitimate uh, mm-hmm. claims on members of Congress? And... and uh, these guys are out of control. Uh, I just sent a letter to, to Benny Thompson, who's the chair, just for everybody's, everybody's knowledge, uh, saying, look, the House rules uh, allow every member of Congress access to depositions and testimony that you take. When are you going to make those available to uh, members of Congress? Mm. And it's cr- crickets. Uh-huh. Nothing back from him. Nothing yeah. back from him. Yeah. Um, New York Times today, I think it was, did an article suggesting... <laughs> That the the hot ticket for 2024 would be Biden and Liz Cheney. Now I'm not sure if I, when I first saw this, I thought, was this the Onion? Is this Babylon B? No, this dude yeah. supposedly was serious. <laughs> I mean, now I, I'm sure that you'd be happy to get rid of Liz Cheney. Um, but any comments on that pair up for 2024? Well, I mean, this would be uh, uh, just absolutely a, a guy who's uh, mentally decrepit, and then and then uh, <laughs> a lady who's morally decrepit. So I mean. <laughs> They'd go hand in hand. The decrepit, the, the decrepit duo. <laughs> yeah. D squared. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, here's hoping. Look, the only thing that really stands in the way of us completely crushing the Democrats in the midterms and in 2024 is election integrity. And, right. you know, um, Biden was down in Georgia with his, you know, his hate filled, nasty 
horrible speech down there that even they'd even upset Democrats. It was so bad. And um, their intent of trying to get rid of the filibuster uh, to push this through. And I was disturbed today. And I know you're not in the Senate, but I wasn't happy to hear Mitch McConnell say, uh, look, you know, if they want to propose, you know, um, what they're trying to do is the same as the insurrection on January 6th, which, first of all, it was not an insurrection. Nobody's been charged with that. This right. is the real insurrection. The Democrats trying to steal our elections and federalize them. But Mitch McConnell reportedly said, look, if, if they want to bring to me legislation that addresses changing how electoral votes get counted, I'm open to that. And that made the hair on the back of my neck stand up to hear a Republican talk about wanting to federalize the Electoral College in any way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always scary um, uh, when Senator McConnell speaks because you never quite know <laughs> what's, what's going to come out. You're killing and, me tonight. It's like the stand-up. It's like, <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, it's true. I mean, I mean, I mean, I had the same concerns that you just uh, that you just expressed. It was like, well, what in the world are you talking about? We have a law that's actually been in place for over a hundred years, and it has worked. Um, allowing everybody the opportunity to object to electors. How do we know it's worked? Because the last four times uh, a Republican has won, the Democrats have, mm-hmm. obje- have objected, right? And so so it works. Um, and for him to make that kind of statement, uh, Particularly you know, he's always, gosh, he's always trying to provide wiggle room, isn't he? Well, yeah, he is. And, you know, um, and, and it also shows... Me that I mean is he is he dumb? Does he not realize that the Democrats one of their big pushes is to abolish the electoral college? And if you're going to if you're going to work with them in any way centralizing anything that has to do with you know not just removing that particular thing from a hundred years, but you've got, you've got to always understand what the Democrats third and fourth and and, and fifth play is going to be. So you know um, you know I think it's time for new leadership in the Senate and. Um, uh, I, I was disturbed by that, and I haven't heard anybody else talking about that. What do you think? And I know I, I hate to put you on the spot for the Senate because that's not you know where you're at. But you think Manchin is going to hold firm on the filibuster? You know, it's hard to say. I think so. I think Manchin will. I think Cinema will. I um, I would be surprised if they didn't. Um, I would be less surprised if they kind of cut a deal on the the build a bigger bankruptcy bill and, <laughs> and, uh, work that out. Um, but I, I think that they're not going to work on the filibuster. I, I think that, that Schumer's trying to, um, do a carve out and that he's going to try to get them by saying, okay, we're just going to carve out on election integrity bills. Mm-hmm. Um, then there'll be no 60 vote cloture. There'll be no filibuster on those. Uh, that would not surprise me because that was consistent with what Harry Reid did mm-hmm. on, on, ju- on judges. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. And like I said, uh, you know, thanks for letting me, I know the Senate isn't your, your area, but you know, you're with the house, but uh, you know, you're, you're there within, within the beltway. So I thought I could ask you your, your <laughs> perspective on that. And uh, thank you for bringing the last tonight. Um, next, you know, um, should we charge a two drink minimum next time Congressman <laughs> Biggs is on? <laughs> thank you. So, you bet. Thank you for being here and we'll be watching the rally Saturday night. God bless. Great. Thanks, Andrea. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because we got another of my favorites coming up. we got the financial thought doctor here to share with you guys the, the latest news on the consumer price index and the 40 year high for inflation and what you need to do, what you need to know about what to do with your money. 
more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Hey, if you've missed any of the Andrea K Shows, uh, you feel free to find a, a download wherever you get your podcast. Um, one way you can do it is Spreaker. That's one of my favorite apps out there, Spreaker. But we're also on uh, Apple and iTunes, any any of the places where the cool kids uh, get their apps. And we've got, uh, in particular, we had Diamond and Silk on the other night. So we've got we we try to bring y'all great guests, uh, like my man here, uh, Dave Elhoff, who is the financial thought doctor. And uh, he joins me now to share with you guys the new consumer price index summary is out today, and we're here to give you all the all the latest and greatest. Thank you for being here, my dear. Yes, AK. How are you? Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you. Um, you know, we're actually a little bit better here in San Diego than some other areas of the country in terms of at least availability of uh, goods and services on our shelves. Over the weekend, um, it was trending on Twitter. Hashtag empty shelves Biden uh, video after video all across the country couldn't and people couldn't get, you know, uh, produce, meat, dairy. I mean, just completely empty shelves everywhere. We did not have that during even during our lockdowns under under Trump. We didn't have that. We had people hoarding toilet paper. Um, so that's bad enough. We got these shortages. Of course, the Biden administration is trying to blame covid for it. And then on top of it, we got this consumer price index um, summary come out today. Um, on the increases, we now have inflation at the worst levels in over 40 years, don't we? Yes, absolutely. You look at the consumer price index and when many times people, the government, they use a different idea of consumer price index and it doesn't include eating and it doesn't include fuel costs, but what you need to look at too, probably one of the biggest factors of increasing inflation for people that hurts the least of us is the rent inflation. How inflation has gone up for those people that are renting, mm-hmm. that now they're past the COVID and now they're past the not having any possibility of deferring payments and stuff like that. Rents have gone up appreciably. They've skyrocketed a one bedroom. Yeah, a one bedroom apartment in San Diego is now twenty five hundred dollars a month. One bedroom. So, so the left wants to encourage people to come and and flood all these caravans. I don't want to spend too much time on the border issue, but think about this. I mean, they're encouraging all these people that don't even speak the language, don't even have any education. Oh, you know, come to America, come, come, come across the border into San Diego. With a family and with a one-bedroom apartment to $2,500 a month, it's crazy. But getting inside of some of these um, consumer price indexes, energy is up 29%. In particular, gasoline, all types, is up 49.6%. You're somebody who needs a new car because, and you've been holding out because your your job was taken away from you during COVID. Your, your business was shut down during COVID. So you've been rattling along with your old clunker. Uh, thinking maybe you're going to buy a used car. Used cars and trucks are up 37%, Elhoff, 37%. Absolutely. And, and, uh, <laughs> so you're right that these these increases are hurting the least amongst us. And this and, and, and we didn't have this under, under the Trump administration. Can you explain to us why maybe some, some economic reasons or financial reasons why prices are skyrocketing based upon policies? 
Well, number one, during the COVID, when they shut down the economy, it killed a ton of small businesses. Mm -hmm. It killed all kinds of employment opportunities. And even after the bounce back that we're starting to experience, even at the end of this year, it's still not going to be where it would have been pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So it, what is happening that we were in full employment prior to the COVID. And when the government mm-hmm. shut down all this stuff that they went through in order to say that they were going to save lives, which you know now is bogus. I heard you talking to this congressman earlier, and I, I'll tell you, it is not what should have been done. Sweden never shut down anything. Right. And they had no problems. Yeah, and some of the some of the ways that it reverberated is um one of the reasons why we've got issues at our ports is because what was shut down during these during COVID? Trucking schools, right? So, yeah. you know, 18-year-olds that might or 17-year-olds and young people that might want to go and learn how to drive a big rig who had a 99.9% chance of recovery weren't allowed to go to school. So now we don't have enough truckers on the road, right? That's just an example of how these kinds of these kinds of decisions how it reverberates, right? Not only did we not only did we have incredibly low unemployment, but we had under the Trump administration, we had growth. We had manufacturers, we had businesses, we had entre- new entrepreneurship, new business startups at record levels, and we had existing businesses in growth mode, investing in research and development, adding on locations, um, hiring. So we, and we, uh, we stopped all of that in its tracks and that is part of, and then you add in the Biden administration halting the Keystone pipeline and, and all of that and, and uh, opening up the border. And here we are. Yes. Put it all together. We have an inflation problem that is obviously not transitory and economic growth. That's a glass half full good growth versus historical measures, but not yet enough to get us back to where we would have been if COVID had never happened. Right. And there's polling numbers out today. I mean, Biden's polling numbers in the economy are absolutely in completely in the toilet. Meanwhile, there's another poll out about, um, I think it's an AP poll that says that 60-something percent of Americans feel as though this country is about to collapse, but uh, but because the greatest threat that it faces is domestic terrorism from within. So the left's pushing out this false narrative about January 6th and, and um, the insurrection and that 75 million Trump supporters are all a bunch of domestic terrorists seems to have worked. Because, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, really it must because 60 something percent of Americans feel like the greatest threat is these these, uh, you know, I guess the dude with the antlers or whatever, some the the shaman dude or whatever. It's insane how the 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 media's lies have penetrated and and Congress people's lies have penetrated into the minds of Americans. No, the greatest threat that we face as a nation is these communists in the Democrat Party that are, are pushing their economic plan on us, as well as doing it through the cultural Marxist movement of trying to seize control of our elections under the guise of if you don't go along with us, the Democrat Party taking over our election system, then you you hate you know people of color. And that's the real great threat that we face. Meanwhile, we've got seniors and people approaching retirement, Elhoff, that are on fixed income or have have limited amount of money saving, and they're trying to figure out what to do with their money. 
Well, I'll tell you something. The greatest threat that we're facing right now is mainstream media, Mm -hmm. New York Times, CNN. All those are lying every day. Yes. That's the greatest threat because most of the people, they turn on the TV and they're listening to mainstream media, and that's where they're getting their information from. They're not listening to you, Andrea. They're not listening to the people out there that are telling the truth. They're listening to these people that are lying. And that's, I can't say it any clearer. They're lying. Yes. Now, what are people supposed to do? I'll tell you what you need to do is most people are in a fog, okay? And I'll tell you this, that most people are experiencing financial cancer and they don't even realize it right because they're listening to the mainstream media they're listening to the major corporations out there and what major corporations want you to do is give them your money yes you send it in in the form of mortgage payments premium payments in, in the form of of sending it into the government out of your paycheck they want you to continue to do that And what they want you to do is continue to do that. When it's time for you to try to get your money back, what happens? They dribble it back to you. So you need to understand the velocity of money. And the velocity of money is this. Your dollar needs to work harder than just a dollar. It needs to do the work of one, two, three, or four dollars. And that's what I specialize in is try to show people how we use leverage proper leverage to get your money working harder for you. Is that what they're going to learn in uh, the Baby Boomer Dilemma movie? Absolutely. Okay. They will learn that in the Baby Boomer Dilemma movie because these are PhD award-winning economists that have figured out what is best for them. If mm-hmm. it's best for them, maybe folks need to think about it could be best for them also. And these are people and these are people that you're not going to see on uh these mainstream media outlets that are in the tank for the corporations that El Hoff was just talking about. Tell everybody how they can text you and get this information. The best way to do it folks is text me an email to 619-548-0965. 619-548-0965. Text me your email. I will send you a gift card that allows you to see the movie for free. Normally, it's twenty nine ninety five, but if you send me your email, I'll send you a gift card that allows you to own that movie for the rest of your life. You can share it with family and friends, and there's also another two hours of commentary on there if you want to dig deep into it. But it is going to show you what you should be thinking about when it comes to retirement. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing that. Um, you know, I, I ask El Hoff to be a part of my news you can use because, you know, um, why not, instead of just sharing with you all my opinions all the time, why not share something that can actually help you, right? And we got can't bury our heads in the sand as to our finances, particularly when we're talking about retirement. So the phone number to text your email to, text El Hoff your email to 619 548 0965. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Johan. All right. So uh, stay tuned because we've got, uh, have you heard 
Skins, this cracked me up today. The TSA's top 10 catches of 2021, what they got TSA at the airport. (laughs) This is funny. That topic and more. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. All righty, time to do a little bit o news. Just go a little uh, over uh, some different topics here. Um, just to finish our conversation, uh, finish up talking about uh, the Democrats' plan to push through, uh, get rid of the filibuster to push through their election snatch and grab. Um, the Congressional Black Caucus seeks to shame Senator Manchin. See, that's why they're doing this. That's why they're calling this voting rights legislation when it has nothing at all to do with anybody's rights. Nobody, There's not one American citizen, including black Americans, that have their rights being denied them. To, to vote. This is about the Democrats having the right to cheat, but they're couching it under voting rights legislation. He gave the speech in Georgia. They want you know, to get... the fact, Andrea, that they have to shame Manchin should speak volumes. Well, they, they want to get this passed on Martin Luther King Day because it's all about the cultural Marxist play of identity politics. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, if, if Manchin really was above shame, he would leave the Democrat Party. So. I think he should. Uh, yeah, I think he should. Um, other bit of news today. The U.S. Army, for the first time, is now offering a maximum enlistment bonus of $50,000 because that's how much they're struggling recruiting. Gee, I wonder why it's hard for them to find military right now. Because maybe because of their purge. Why You know, it, you wouldn't need to recruit if you hadn't gotten rid of so many Uh, After you tried to force them to get the shot that they didn't want. So, you know, uh, but hey, if you're listening and you're willing to get the shot um, for 50K, uh, contact your your local Army recruiter. Um, Some final information on um, COVID. Uh, There's uh, all these news reports out there. You know, Sotomayor lied, right? And said that 100,000 kids were in the hospital on ventilators. Uh, Seems... um, that um, according to Dr. Reginald Washington of the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children, he wants people to know that the Omicron variant of the uh, of coronavirus is not the most prevalent virus spreading in Colorado schools or across the nation. Guess which it, what is? Bueller, Bueller. How about RSV, which is the respiratory syncytial virus? Um, you know, the one that, that attacks almost every child uh, between the ages of zero and two in the world. Um, that's the one that is the, it's incredibly contagious. It causes infections of the respiratory tract. It's been around forever. And so much so that, um, and by the way, it causes somewhere between 100 and 500 deaths each year among children younger than five years old. Uh, fewer than 300 children, I think approximately 300 children have died with COVID, not from COVID. So more kids die from the RSV every year than COVID. So much so that remember that this was the infection for which the CDC tried to come up with a vaccine for, right? And they launched it and then they had to pull it off the market because it was killing kids. So there, where's the national emergency on RSV? Right, right. How come they're not trying, you know, uh, to, to put for, they couldn't get a vaccine for the RSV, which is killing kids, but you're supposed to trust that the one they want to inject in your kid now is, is worthy when it hasn't been properly tested. It's crazy out there. So um, let's end on some funny, shall we? Okay. So, oh shoot, where did my article just go? 
Um, the well, t- saying during the break, this sounds like something from cops. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the TSA has, has listed their 10 most unusual items confiscated. And my favorite comes out of New Orleans at the, at the New Orleans airport. A chainsaw. <laughs> Who of my Cajun peeps tried to get through the TSA checkpoint? The chainsaw. <laughs> I love my fellow New Orleanians. And I love all y'all. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.